Hello everyone, my name is Jack Nolan and welcome back to another episode of the Stuttering Springboard, a podcast put on by the, the, the Nolan Stuttering Foundation, which is focused on helping young people who stutter spring to the next level in life and educate the population on what it means to be a person who, who stutters. In this episode, Brian interviews Zach White, a 26-year-old business professional who stutters and intentionally puts himself in uncomfortable situations so he can grow and learn. He's a fan of naval seal and best-selling author David Goggins, which Zach follows Goggins' motto, you can't hurt me. There is nothing holding Zach back. His, his self-talk is positive and the words avoidance and afraid are not in his vocabulary. He is an inspiration to people who stutter as well as people who don't. He says, don't let stuttering stop you from following your dreams. Listen to Zach shares his experiences in middle school, college, and as a data analyst at a, a private equity, equity firm. Welcome to the Stuttering Springboard, a podcast put on by the Nolan Stuttering Foundation, focused on helping young people who stutter spring to the next level in life and educate the population on what it means to be a person who stutters and the experiences they have. So, you know, our goal on this podcast is to help younger people realize that the fact that they stutter should not stop them from becoming the best versions of them and breaking through and having grit. And I am so honored today to have Zach White as my guest. Zach White, I, I met a, a year or two ago as a, um, a recent graduate of Fairfield University. Zach is 26 years old, a second year analyst at Hamilton Lane, a private equity company. Uh, he played four years of varsity college lacrosse at at Fairfield, D1, attended Malvern Prep, has four varsity letters, attended, and this keeps going, he attended Stetson Middle School in Westchester. He has a brother and a sister who play lacrosse, and his father played lacrosse at Villanova. I won't hold that against you. I'm a St. Joe's grad, <laughs> but I have a lot of brothers who went to Villanova. Hey, Zach, welcome to the Stuttering Springboard. It's so great to have you. Thank you for having me, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to jump right in because I see you're a, a big time lax player. Uh, it's a big sport in your family. I played in high school. 
I was crease attack. Um, what what position did you play, Zach? Um, I also played attack. Ah. Yep, I was all about scoring the goals. You were the scorer, huh? Yep. Okay, I, I was the guy yep, that was I like scoring people. goals. That's that's cool. What what were some of your most sort of memorable experiences as a lacrosse player? I would say the most memorable experience I had was um, I went undefeated my sophomore year of high school. Um, and then after that, when I, yeah, I'm, yeah, when I got an offer to play in college, I thought that was also a pretty awesome yeah, because um, I would say only a 1% of all like uh, lacrosse players, like I'm um, get that opportunity. So I thought it was yeah, pretty cool. Well, did you find college much more difficult than high school lacrosse? Yeah, it was a lot harder. Everyone's a lot you bigger, you faster, and the speed is also a uh, little different. I'll bet. I'll bet. Can can you share with us how lacrosse and, and maybe sports in general um, impacted you as a person who stutters? I think it helped build confidence as a person um and also i think that lacrosse was a pretty a big yeah, for me building relationships um i think that um pretty much all my best your friends all played lacrosse and i was able to yeah i mean i just think that it was just like a big help and it is like i'm who i am as a person so I, I, are you still playing now? Do you still play like on a rec level? No, I hung them up. You hung them up. Do you miss yeah, it? My body, it took a beating. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. Do, Sprained do you, ankles and all that. I, I don't know. Do you play sports now at all? Yes, I play pickup, basketball. Um, I golf a lot. Uh, so that's like my new big hobby. Yeah, I, I would say golf, is, golf on the weekends. It was, I would yeah, say it's a little bit people, easier on the body. Yeah, yeah, but I would say it's for people that can't do endurance sports. They go play golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I had enough of all the sprinting and all that. So, yeah, did I'm in you, the golf now. Did you ever get uh, teased as as for your for your speech by your team members? Um, I guess in middle school, I would hear um, a comment every once in a while yeah but that's because um, middle schoolers are um, pretty insecure about who they are I think so they enforce it upon other people but for the most part I mean everybody was um, pretty understanding and they helped a lot so you know so as a whole it was yeah, pretty positive pretty positive so your your team members generally um came around you, supported you, who you were in they high did. school and college. Yeah. Yep. Did, yep. They brought me in and they treated me like I was one of them. Did, and that's did, all I wanted. I don't want to be treated any different because I have a stutter. Um, so I got that. Did, did you tell them that, that you stuttered? Did you disclose it to your team members? Um, or did I didn't. I think they figured it out along the way mm. but um I, I have a bunch more questions around that but I, I first want to back up and sort of ask you 
where where you are in your journey of of uh, accepting stuttering as as part of you um i think that i've accepted it you pretty well um i don't think i'm all the way there yet but um i hope to be um i think but i don't want to like i'm let it hold me back at all from anything and i'm uh, that can be in building relationships or my job or anything i mean i don't want it to hold me back at all well i mean that that's one of the things i think when i met you a couple of years ago I, I was most impressed so listeners this this young man came out of college and went to work for a company where he basically had to sell insurance and uh it involved mostly cold calling or uh warm calling i guess trying to find friends yeah. or friends and i remember thinking and i know the company i won't say it uh now but it was really i was just so impressed with your with your grit and uh determination and then i read in your bio when we were prepping for this that you read a lot of david goggins yes i did i think he's awesome so in his book uh can't hurt me. Mm -hmm. um, what what are some of your takeaways from that book? Um, I think that um, he might be um, a little bit over the top. But, <laughs> a little? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, he puts himself in um, uncomfortable situations. And, that, and um, that's what, what you have to do if um, you want to be a, a successful person, I think. So I've been trying to do that um reaching out and talking to people in uh, the office or it could be other places when i'm out that I'm, I'm not comfortable with and i think that it builds a lot of confidence and wait, i think wait. that's what you have hold to on. do to be you're a telling person. me hold on you're telling me you intentionally put yourself in an uncomfortable situation yes because I think it'll help in uh, the long run. Huh. What goes through your mind as you do it? What's the self-talk like? Um, that I can't pull out of it. I have to do it. I love it, dude. The only way out is through it. Were you always yeah. like that? Or, or when you were younger, did you avoid? Uh, um, I avoided a lot. Yeah, in middle school and high school and even in college a little bit. Um, I would shy away, not speak up, but now um, I try to put myself in um, uncomfortable situations all the time, and I think it's helping a lot. That, that is so, so wild to me that you look for those situations. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely pretty hard, but um, I'm getting used to it at this point, so... So, so you, uh, we were talking before the podcast about uh, Chris Anderson's book, um, which is uh, Every Waking Moment. And he talked a lot about reduction, I'm sorry, avoidance reduction therapy. Did you remember that part of that book? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. also what our friend uh, Joe Donaher uh, 
like to do is put us in uncomfortable situations so that we can push through it and not have fear uh, pull us back. And um, the the more you avoid uh, the the more anxiety and other other things that are not healthy happen. Right. Um, so anything else from Goggins? So this this guy Goggins. Talk, who is Goggins to you? Share with the audience who David Goggins was. He's a person who comes from a pretty difficult background. And um, he, like, um, he, so I think he bombed out of high school a couple of times and he had to take it over. So he becomes a successful person. He puts in, he puts himself in um, like um, uncomfortable situations and all that, and he ends up, yeah, he ends up being a um, Navy SEAL, a um, Army Ranger, and he's a um, spokesperson. And, so, he, runs, and he runs major ultra marathons, ultra marathons, so um, um hundred mile marathons and all that. So it's, you're pretty interesting. Yeah, I think if I'm not wrong, he stuttered or stuttered. Yes, he did. He stuttered as a kid. He doesn't talk about it now. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think? Maybe we should get David Goggins on the podcast. Yes, I think that would be awesome. Can you help me do that? Can you reach out to him? One of us. Yeah, I will. I will reach out. Yeah, okay. I'm going to hold you to Mm -hmm. it. I mean, uh, a young man like you, he may do that. Me, I'm I'm an old man. He might be a little expensive. Oh, not not for a cause like this. Yeah, I hope but, not. I mean, uh, the the compensation you get from a podcast like this it far outweighs the monetary. Yep, I compensation. agree. It, uh, mm-hmm. um, um, so talk to me about your uh, transition from high school to college, because I'm 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 really interested in uh, that mindset. What was going through your mind? Um, you went away to school, right? Yes, I went to um, Fairfield, Connecticut. And you so didn't know anybody? Did you, did you not know anybody? Um, I did. I knew a couple of the kids of, through um, lacrosse and everything. So that, that helps. helped. That was yeah, key. and I think that lacrosse also helped a lot uh, because I had 50 guys around who had my back and I became a very good friends with all of them so i thought it was like a great experience talk to us about your first day my first day um, i met all the kids and everything and we were hanging out at the beach and having a good time like i didn't think it was hard at all honestly um i just you like had to beat myself and like express them who I am as a person, I feel like, and I couldn't hold back at all. Mm. Um, nice. And did you, did you ever have to give any presentations in college? Yes, I had a couple. Yeah, obviously they're pretty difficult. Um, it's hard going in front of a bunch of people and speaking. Um, I would practice a, practice a lot, honestly. And I thought that I did a pretty good with all of them. But um, I also prepared for like a week ahead of time and stuff like that. 
and I practiced everything that I was going to say. And I thought I did it pretty good. Nice. Good for you. Again, you push through it. You put yourself through uncomfortable situations. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so as I said earlier, your view on stuttering is, is refreshing because um, you, you almost feel like, it almost feels like it's a competitive, you against this stutter in terms of stopping you from being who you are. I look at you and, you, and you're like, uh, you're not going to beat me. Uh, you're not going to stop me from being what I, I want to be. And man, I, that is, that's why you're, you're on my podcast, Zach, because I'm, I'm so impressed with the mindset. Thank you. I appreciate that. What, so talk to me about um, pushing through ad adversity. Can you share some of um, what I call sort of nuclear experiences as a person who stutters and how you push through adversity uh, and uh, persevere? From speech? Yeah. Yeah, from a speech yeah. perspective. Yeah, well, yeah, it could be speech and, and then maybe otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I would say my hardest experiences are probably from middle school in my past because that's when people are the most judgmental, I feel like. But I feel like you just have to um, look at it from like a different perspective and say that they're the people who have the issue. It isn't the person who's got the stutter. But I mean, you just have to keep on pushing, I feel like. And like, obviously I'll have difficulty every once in a while I'm at the office or you talking to like one of my buddies, but you have to have um, a quick memory. I feel like you just have to you push through everything and you can't let it stop you. You're from um, who you want to be as a person. Nice. I think yeah, that's the big thing for me. Don't let it stop you. That may be the title of, of this podcast. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a good title. When um, So when you graduated in college, what was going through your mind about the transition to career and, and the first job? I, I think you told me that, um, did, did your boss stutter at your first job or did someone you knew stutter there, which helped? They had an advisor who also had a stutter and um, he ended up being like one of the best advisors that they had. So I thought that was awesome. And I had an opportunity to have a conversation with them. And I thought it was a great conversation and helped my confidence as well. So. And when, and when you, when you thought about the first job, did you, did you think, um, well, I stutter, so I probably can't do that job or this job. Well, what was going through your mind as you thought about pursuing the first? Um, I didn't think about it as like um, that at all. Um, I would say that I always wanted to get into finance and um, I thought it would be a good background to have. 
Um, I mean, eventually I always, I wanted to get into private equity or um, investment e-banking. So I thought it would be like a pretty good background to have. And I think that speaking out and calling people, you would also help my speech. So um, I thought it would be good from that perspective. So as you're, as you're picking up the phone to make a phone call in your first job, and it's most likely a cold call, the person doesn't know you. Yeah. What, what kind of self-talk? Not fun. Not fun. <laughs> Not fun. Oh, it might, you had to it do might, it, though. It might bring back memories that, uh, yeah. How many phone calls? Good memories. Tell me, tell me how many phone calls a day? 50 a day, I think. Woo. Yeah, so that was a lot. So you're dialing 50 phone calls a day. Yep, 50 people a day. How many people are hanging up on you? I would say like half the people are hanging up on me. Man, what? Speak about avoidance reduction therapy. That's that's yeah. going that's going right in. Yeah, what, the rejection um, was like fifty percent, but I mean that's like a part of the business. So yeah, I can't really complain about that. How did you mentally prepare? for those sit down phone calls? Um, I would say I would yeah, just give you yeah, myself a little a pep talk and yeah, just get ready for it. Do you, um, do you have a pep yeah, talk? You give yourself... life or death. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's not life or death. Yeah, yeah, it's not life or death. I mean, you just have to, you push. Yeah, as I said earlier. I remember in um, 1987, um, my, my first job was for a uh, healthcare company. And I had to, um, my boss gave me uh, a list of 50 doctor's offices to call and ask them to, I don't know, turn something in or something. I forget what what it was, I could not believe I was given this assignment. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And uh, the self-talk that I had, then I found that um, the first call was the hardest. Once I pushed mm -hmm. to the first call, I got a warm voice. Um, then I just, I would just, I used to call it working the phone. You work the phone, right? Do you, do you use that term, working the phone? Um, I haven't heard that, but oh, yeah. I think it's a good one. Yeah. And so I, I had to, I used to put on my armor and say, I'm working the phone. I'm going to work the phone. And it definitely a mindset, which is the opposite of the fear mindset. It was a work mm -hmm. the phone. Uh, it was kind of like a warrior mindset. Sometimes I think as a person who stutters, you got to think like you're a warrior. Right. Yep, exactly. I think that's a great mindset to have. Yeah. I mean, and, and the grit that you have, um, uh, what was your greatest lesson from that first job? Don't be afraid. And um, you're going to get like I'm rejected. You just have to keep on going. And eventually you're going to get people who are going to buy the product from you. Oh, man. We have so many possible titles. Because yeah, um, rejection is a big part of life. And I think how you deal with it. Yeah. Like it decides on who you are as a person. That's awesome. You, um, you've been going to uh, speech therapy 
you said since you were five years old. Yes. Uh, can you share some experiences, some good and some bad, and what maybe you'd want some speech therapists out there to hear? Mm -hmm. um, I guess the only you get bad part was that um, I would get pulled out of school and I would meet with uh, my therapist and I would have people asking them, what are you doing? Yeah, what's this? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it wasn't that bad at all. Um, I've only had good experiences with it. Um, I think it helps my your confidence and everything. And I think that's always helped. That's great. So you, so you say you're still doing some speech therapy now? Yes, I am every once in a while. Right, right. Good, good for you, man. Um, when you interviewed for this, this last job, your, your most current job um, at, uh, I, uh, I get the, I'll get this right, at Hamilton Lane, did you disclose the fact that you, that you stutter to them? Um, I didn't because I thought that the information that I had would um, outweigh my speech. Mm. I just had to you put that information out there. And I had to be confident in my speech. Mm. So do, do you, you talk know, about my whole mindset? Mindset. Do you talk about your, your uh, stutter? Do you disclose it now? to people have you, have you thought um, about disclosing it i don't but if it pops up then i'll have a conversation with a person about it um i'm not hiding it um but i only bring it up if i'm other people bring it up yeah um if you could go back in time go back go back to your eighth grade self when you said middle school was probably the toughest time what would you tell your eighth grade self now? To don't let my speech hold me back at all from anything that I want to accomplish. And um, I don't think it has, honestly. Um, I think that I've always been a pretty driven person who wants to like them accomplish their goals. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's held me back at all um yeah maybe it has but um i feel pretty confident about them who i am as a person and i think that tells a lot about them who i am yeah i think i think if if you if you don't let it hold you back then it won't exactly i mean it that's i mean is there's I call it head trash, self-limiting beliefs at, at the impact. If, if you, if you can push to, to those things, anything you mm. would tell, anything you could tell um, your college self, if you can go back in time, anything different there? College? Um, Remember you're going back in time and yeah. you're looking at, um, at yourself, maybe at, as a freshman or sophomore in college, or even about, about to uh, graduate. You just be um, a little more outspoken, I think. Mm. Um, don't let it hold me back again. Um, build more 
more of relationships with people. Um, and don't be afraid to speak out, I guess, about that's, what you believe in. That's pretty cool. Um, share with us what a, uh, a typical day is like at work now. So we just had an issue with uh, the Silicon Valley Bank. Ooh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're fired, but, um, man. On a typical day, um, I would say um, I'm working with the fund accountants, going over all the transactions and making sure that they're correct. Then um, I also work on this um, a report called um, schedule of um, investment schedule of um, investments and it has all the the funds for um, a client and we have about um, I want to say 500 clients so we have to make um one a report per quarter. So it has all the commitments and how much they spend and um, how much they've um, received mm. from all the the funds and everything. So what um, you'd be working on those. What's happened the last uh, few days? Uh, what's it been like? I mean, I've, I've been reading and listening all about. So we actually have um, a bunch of um, accounts with uh, that bank. So the thought is that uh, the, the government are going to take it over. Yeah, but um, but um, all the people that have money in um, our company, I want to make sure that they're going to be in like a good spot. You with us. So we have to make sure that uh, the customers are comfortable. You with us. Ah. So a lot of phone calls then from uh, yeah, customers going like a bunch of money? phone calls and everything. Yeah, it's been pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last question. Um, think ahead five years. Where are you in your career and in your life? You seem like a goal oriented guy. I know you scored a lot of goals in college and high school, uh, but you also seem like uh, you're going places what yeah i really hope so yeah so now five years is 2028 mm -hmm. where's zach white um i want to be um a fund manager and i'm hopefully settling you down with um, a partner and i guess you're just um, enjoying life with all my um your friends and family so Things. all right so, so yeah, that so would be a good spot for me a fund yeah. manager that's a good that's a good goal you're going to go in next week and you're going to tell your boss that that, that do you do any play <laughs> well, like i don't that? think it's going to happen like that but eventually <laughs> yeah i really hope that happens do you do any planning I just have to like keep that? working hard do you do that that kind of planning with your boss do you... um i mean eventually that's the goal from my spot um, but I think that might be a little above 
like I'm where I'm at at the moment. So it would probably be like a five year plan. Love it. Yeah, in order to be a fund manager, but that's what I want to do. Well, you know, we're um, inviting you to the one day stuttering springboard event in Ardmore on Saturday, May 20th. And um, uh, so part of the day is going to be um, talking about topics that um, impact people, people who stutter and listening to adults share their stories to help younger people um, really get, get the mindset to persevere. Um, and then the afternoon is going to be uh, developing a primary aim. Primary aim is where you actually write out what a day in a life looks like um, five years out. And uh, then you become very intentional and it's a, it's a great exercise. And it sounds like um, you're not going to let, let stuttering stop you hit, hit that goal, whatever that, that five-year goal is. Yeah, I hope it doesn't. And I'm going to keep putting myself in them uncomfortable positions to make sure that um, I keep on keep pushing. Yeah, like I keep on repeating, but I think it's yeah, like a big part of like um, a person who's daughters. So you just have to keep on keep pushing. Well, that may be the best title for this podcast. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations. That may be the title. Because mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think, that I, I think you, a very good title. You you um, intentionally do that, and when you do that, you grow from it every time. You know, there's a you've heard the a quote: um, "Growth and comfort don't coexist." Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, if you're not getting un uncomfortable, you're probably not growing and mm -hmm. it sounds like you're getting un uncomfortable every day on purpose and you're growing exactly yeah hey zach white i want to thank you for your time today it it's a, a genuine pleasure to see your your attitude your perseverance and your grit and setting an example for all young professionals who stutter thank you for having me brian i think that i'm everything that you're doing is I'm awesome and I want to help any way I can. So we're gonna get we're gonna get you back next year. And Sounds see, good. See I'm the, excited. See progress. Excellent. Take care now. Nolan Stuttering Foundations or NSF's primary purpose is to bring young people who stutter together and help them become the best versions of themselves. We do this through programming design to help them share and navigate the unique communication and psychological challenge they experience. NSF helps prepare young people to take the next step in their lives, whether it's high school, college, or, or, or your, your career. For ideas and, and contributions to the podcast, contact us at info at nolansf.org.